Welcome to the preview show for Sandown on Saturday, joined by Nick Noonan. Welcome. Drizzy. How we doing? Good. And Pete Jones, once again, from Betfair. How we doing? Pete. Thanks, Nick. Now, boys, Sandown on a Saturday. What? How do we feel? Better than Ballarat? Better than going to Bendigo? Oh, debatable. That's definitely debatable. Um, well, we'll have to get used to Sandown, won't we? With Mooney Valley going out of action and then Caulfield will be out of action when that gets a redevelopment. I feel like I'm just going to throw my week out. I'm just to go and sit down on a Wednesday yeah. like <laughs> Saturday. Better than going to sail on a Wednesday, I can tell yeah, you that. that's probably true. But, um, yeah, Lakeside Track. Um, track play is going to be interesting. Last few meetings there, it's been very sort of uh, on speed. Struggled to make ground horses back in the field. Maybe that was tempo related as well. So it's going to be interesting to see how the track does play and especially... Apparently a soft seven punters, so uh, how's that there? Yeah, I noticed that there's, um, they're not forecasting all that much rain, if, if anything, it's certainly going to be One a or two millimetres, yeah. Um, so you expect it might, might improve a little bit, but um, might probably still start in the soft five range, do you think? Or? Yeah, I think it'd still be in the yeah. soft range. Um, yeah. It's generally not a track that drains, not like Flemington, like it doesn't drain overly well. Usually when you get a bit of rain, it just sort of sticks around, which I think is probably not a bad thing for this meeting because a lot of these horses are coming off like there's a few of them coming off soft track runs, yeah. which is easier to line up than horses coming off, you know, runs at good three or good four, so. Nothing worse than going from like good three tracks to a heavy eight and yeah, just trying right. to find out which one's gonna handle it. There's been a few meetings into this, like the Caulfield meetings that have, you know, they've sort of came into this and they've had soft track runs at their previous start, so that's definitely helped them run on their own. Yeah. I've got to admit that um, um, when I first started looking at this race, I thought a Saturday in June at Sandown, it's got the potential to be the worst Saturday field of all time. But um, after looking at it a little bit closer, um, it's not. It's horrible. actually it's not yeah. horrible. It's yeah. um, and it's these sort of fields where you know you can really you know there's some good opportunities there to, to make some money. That, you know a lot of people sort of go to sleep at this time of year and and um, and switch off a little bit. Well, there are some mid-season horses here which are shining through, and then you've got some who are kind of just starting on their spring campaigns. So. I mean, a Beau Belmain is a prime example of a horse that's $4.60, $4.80 in a market. I think it's a Caulfield Cup horse, but it's two months, three months too soon for it. It's yeah. severely behind where it should be. And it's kind of, it, it just, when you can just put a line through a horse like that in a market, it makes it a lot easier to consider betting. So let's get straight into it. Race one over the 1,200 metres, a two-year-old open handicap. Yeah, sure. So we have, sorry. Organized. So in the betting we have, so in the betting we have can't be done at six dollars. Uh, we have King of Hastings at three fifty, uh, igniting five fifty. We have um, Triton Rising, which is backed off the map. It's um, eights into four fifty at the moment. So that's the big mover and uh, pretty much double figures the rest. Yeah, Mappy, after watching all the trials, I think Showcase the Gold will go for it. It's got early speed, can't be done, will be there. King of Hastings, uh, it's the Farwa from Barrier 1, will probably look to hold a position. I think they'll be good enough speed here, which will make it interesting for this horse that's been absolutely smashed early. I think they went up eight bucks, tried and rising, and within sort of 20, 25 minutes, the price was gone. So he's into 450 now. Very interesting. You didn't uh, smash it in, did you, mate? You're the early sniper? If I hadn't taken eight bucks, I would have been happy with myself. I took none of the eight dollars. He, he does look pretty smart, though. Like, I don't know if Sound down Lakeside's going to be the best setup for him, though. He's 
off my eye, the year Lawson gets back in the field, barrier 12, I wouldn't be surprised if he got back near last, which first race of the day on a lakeside track, mm. yes, there might be good tempo on this, but if he's, you know, if he's sitting last, branding these horses up and winning easily, I think we've got a pretty serious horse on our hands that we'll find out on Saturday. It did, it did look quite impressive out of its, um, I watched its um, latest trial at, uh, at the Packingham Synthetic Track, um, and it sort of cruised up, it didn't really... It was pretty effort, to, it was effortless. Yeah, pretty effortless, but at the same time, it was the, um, the second slowest um, trial of the day, and I don't think it beat much, so... Didn't beat much, um, its work at home has been sensational, according to the spy of mine, oh. so, you know, you got to... Got to have a few contacts in the business, don't you? And uh, this horse has been... Take, they've taken it very easy with the horse. I'll put it that way. I mean, they, they trialled it back in January and they sent it out and then come back and they've been putting a few months into it. So it's not just coming here first up, underdone. It's ready to get that win. It's a colt. Out of Vain Queen, a son of Sebring, they're not wanting to get a loss on the board. They could have gone for an easy maiden. They've chucked it here for a reason. So I'm not surprised they've bet into it. Look, I would be surprised if he got back out from $4.50 with the exposed form in this race and, you know, the syndicates maybe not having a great, you know, guide him. He hasn't had a start compared to a few of these who have had, you know, runs on the board and run some figures. Like King of Hastings went well at Cranbourne. I think he's probably in a danger. Um, I like his Cranbourne win. It was on a good four, but... Cranbourne's usually a track that has a bit of give in it, so um, I'd be assuming he'd handle this soft track of what I saw sort of even prior to his race starts. He looked like he was jumping out on soft tracks at Bell Mary. Uh, I would just mention to punters, it's important to understand the dynamic of what we're betting to as well. So a lot of the time, if there's an option for a steward to say good four or soft five, the turnover is always going to be better on a good four and that's better for the industry. So they will err on caution of an upgrade to a good four rather than a soft five. So um, it's important to note that when you're looking at a horse that's handled a good four that may have been on the soft soft side of things. Yeah, exactly. So you always got to sort of factor those things in. I thought 320, it was probably going to be my primary bet, but like you can't lose on try and rise. And we'll probably, we'll, I think we'll clash home and run a place. And this is a race that's thrown out some horses recently like Cliff's yeah. Edge got beat this race two years ago <laughs> like if I think Triton Rising if he can run well here will be a real horse to follow in the future yeah there's, there's three runners out of the same race that um, Astrology won the fortnight ago at, um, at Caulfield Nick was um, on that one I reckon yeah I so found him yeah. um, I, don't know, I just wasn't in love with the bunch finish there I thought they all had their chance to get past the Astrologist yeah they couldn't like can't be done had a great run for the way the track played on the day so I was kind of against that form. Ooh. So it's interesting that a couple of those that are in the betting can't be done at six fifty and igniting um, is is around five dollars. So um, igniting sort of draws gate eleven. Uh, actually, that's another thing to mention about Triton Rising. It's, it's drawn twelve, but it'll probably go back anyhow. Um, but um, yeah, I, I can't be on igniting. Um, I, I I think it was you know I agree it was sort of given every chance. Yeah. A couple of weeks and ago. Especially the way the track. Can't be done. I, I didn't think it was such a bad run. It was sort of pressured early. It didn't really get it all its own way out in front. And it sort of did show a bit of bite when um, when the, the challenge was put down by um, the astrologist. 
Yeah. So quite an interesting race overall. So to me, uh, it's a it's a no bet race yeah. for me. I'm quite happy to I'm sit back. Waiting for the mounting yard on this one. Yep. How about yourself, Nico? I'll be back in King of Hastings and having a say. Triton Rising, but Triton Rising comes with the mounting yard looking like an absolute star. He sort of has that uh, bit of swag about him. Maybe I'll switch the other way, but King of Hastings just maps in such a good position for mine that he'll he'll definitely be the one who's running down. Perfect. Uh, let's move on to race number two, which is a 1,600-metre BM84 for the Phillies and Mares. Sure. So we have Silent Roar's favourites at uh, $2.80, Freer Eclipse at $10, uh, Josephine C, $9.50, Global Sanction $4, uh, Shrouded in Mist $5.50. Yeah, Matt here, I think Freer Eclipse will probably come across from Barrier 9, Silent Roar will hold her spot from 4, my name's probably a leader. Roll over the mist, holds a spot from two. Special D rolls for true in the mist from ten. Willow, uh, do they get forward there or do they try and uh, take a position? Interested to see sort of how jockeys like Craig Williams, Dwayne Dunn, Damien Oliver ride this track early because if I think if a jockey like Willow is pushing right forward on um, a horse like True in the mist, they're some of the better track walkers and they go out and do it every single meeting they go to. So. I'd be watching those bigger jockeys and where they're settling their horses early. Um, so for me, I'd, I'd prefer not to bet until um, you get some sort of indication from the first. Um, to me, there's, there's only you know, two decent chances in the race being Silent Roar and, and Global Sanction. Um, I can't seem to find anything, anything else that, um, that, that can beat either of those two. And you know, they're one of two stories um, you know, if, there's, if there's no run on. You know, the inside and leading is the place to be, then Silent Roar is um, going to be you know, a, a very good thing. Um, global Sanction on the, you know, if, if you find anything running down the centre of the track, running on in the first race, then it might be the, the one that I want to be on. Yeah, I'm, I find it hard to tip around Silent Roar here off what it did last start. I'm pretty sure they're not going to hand up the lead here. Um, Dunn scares me on the front runner. He's been a lot better the past six months, so he's actually to the point where I'm now, if I like a horse, I'm confident in betting it. Um, horses like Araja, if, as you've said, they can run on early, which unfortunately one race is not a great guide for us. But Especially two-year-olds. Yeah, yeah you, you may get a little bit of an inkling. If something runs on from the back, that gives me a bit more confidence, right? But if nothing makes ground... I find it hard to back Araja from Barry 11 because Newt on board, Walla, they're going to go back. They're the two that I'm looking at, but yeah, Silent Roar clearly on top of this stage. Yeah, I was very similar. Like, I didn't really find her last start. I was against her, and just the way the day panned out, like, she got absolute perfect run. It was a pretty good ride by Dwayne Dunn. Concern with the race, though, was, you know, the first sort of three in out well sort of saw the first three home nothing really made ground in the race but she just could strike a similar situation here where she's just out in front gets everything pursued she's absolutely flying i think she's probably a bit better than the rest of these horses um i was with pete the danger probably is global sanction mayor on the way up progressive like silent war she's also only had five stars but it's just a matter of how far back um, she's going to be getting in the run but have massive respect for graham Vega as a trainer and Horses like this, you can just see them progress to higher levels than even it's had days. Like, it's coming out of the 64 race, but should be riding a race like this, I would have thought, given a lot of these are mares, just sort of 
going around each week, maybe the, the so-called numbers, as a few people call them, but I thought $2.80 Simon Law um, looks a very respectable price. I could see us starting much shorter. Yes, I, I could agree. see us yeah, yeah. starting two twenty, um, especially if she's got a map to, well, she's got a map to lead, especially if she, you know, a few of the syndicates see that. Um, I could see us starting much shorter than 2 I would just say what you mentioned there at the start about Silent Law and the, the last start win, it has a lot of merit to it and I'm going to contradict myself a bit here as well when I say this, but when if you had the cleaner running on that track, nothing would have got within five, six lengths of it because they were all off the bit, all chasing at the, six, at the 600, 400 because they'd gone so hard and Silent Roar eats up that tempo because Dunn was just sitting there pretty on it up until about the 300 and then finally it's a go. It's also it doesn't find a lot. So when he's sitting on it, he's not actually, if something's going past it, it's going to go past it because it doesn't find a lot. But on that day, you couldn't make up ground wide. So if you're already off a bit, having to go on the worst ground, he's, he's getting two or three lengths on him. Yeah, but she was a bit, like the margin she won by and the way she won, I think she was a bit flat. Like mm. wasn't really, like I don't think she's a three length better horse than any of them, but just yeah. the way the track played and the sort of, how the race set up were. Mm. In saying that, like she's, I think she's coming back into a, Exactly. It, it's hard to be against the horse even after you factor in all the all the negatives that you can take from the run. Yeah, I thought on a day where it would be tricky to have a best bet, I think she's the most likely winning chance on the program. Nico's putting his uh, chips in early. I like it. Moving on to race number three, 1,200 metres handicap. All right, so we have uh, Jungle Edge at $5, Malibu Style 5 as well. Uh, Miss Vixen at 380 William Thomas 280 Yeah, I'm up here, Jungle Edge, probably your leader from Barrier 8. Reed Horrible forward, Malibu Style probably holds Barrier 1. Uh, most interesting part of this race is the two favourites, Miss Vixen and William Thomas. Uh, neither really have a lot of early speed, or Miss Vixen doesn't. William Thomas previously has been ridden forward, but they've um, looked to get cover this preparation in an attempt to try and make him settle, which probably cost him the race last start at Caulfield. He into a pretty slowly run race and he just was too far back um, his sectionals late were you know on par with Vanderpurse who won the race Vanderpurse just had a better run than him ran the best 6-4-200 of the meeting in the worst ground and Vanderpurse got the A1 ground so look it could not have run any faster it was just in a bad spot in a slowly run race on the day I was pretty keen on him and then he sort of kept drifting and it was I knew it was going to be a task for him to run on but he got out to a price much longer than I assessed him, and I still ended up backing him. But that was always my concern. I was a bit disappointed after the race. I thought he would, you know, run on a bit better than that. But as I sort of looked back and reviewed the meeting, it was probably a more than sound run. He's got the same problem here, though. He's got an inside barrier. He's going to be stuck, you know, not buried on the rail, but he's going to be in between horses. And how's this track going to play? I, I think Jungle Edge is a positive jockey change from Chelsea Hall to Michael Poy is a big one. Because Chelsea just went too slow last start. She went two lengths below benchmark compared to the previous start when they've gone 7.4 lengths above and then the previous one 7.4 lengths above, 8.4, 6.8, 11 lengths. So His best chance was, was just be able to let him yeah. try to keep section out there. And well, just it's let it's him like leader on the weekend. You just go let him go. And when you restrain them to the point of being negative, especially with a horse like this, it's never a chance. Suited on the soft track, suited the way the track might play. He's 
Although I was with William Thomas to beat him last time, I think he's probably not a bad starting point in the race. But if you can run on like William Thomas at this fixture and ride him this way, I don't really want to bet him. Yeah, I wasn't getting too excited about the price on William Thomas, although I've sort of marked him on top. But, he's um, a bit short, isn't he? Yeah, two, 280. You might actually get out on the day, it might be a bet. But um, uh, the, the one that, um, one runner that I'm quite interested on is uh, Redefine. Um, it's had a, had a little bit of support from 50s into 30s so far, and it's it's a horse that doesn't... A wet tracker. Yeah, wet tracker. It doesn't always always turn up, but it's um, it's a record of 24 starts for eight wins, zero seconds and two thirds. Just sort of shows that, you know, on its day, it might, um, it might actually cause an upset. Um, it's only win since being in Australia happened to be at Sandown about 12 months ago, where it's... Um, um, carried 61 kilos, it had Melissa Julius on board, and it, it, spoke, it sort of gapped them by three lengths. Yeah, oh, beat Benny goes um, to the Yeah, that's right. Not yeah, bad. Out of that same race. So so I think, um, you know, a speculative uh, small win bet on um, Redefine might be the way to go for me. You want to know why I'm against it here, apart from I backed it last start? Yep. Um, you got T.O. to Harry Grace, which is a massive jockey downgrade. Um Tricky gate, every chance it could probably get caught three wide or has to work forward to get a position. It's a tough, tough ask, but, you know, on its best, I, I think it can win as well. Uh, I'm just struggling to see if it jumps back to what I thought it would last start and it didn't. Yep. Yeah, and it was, uh, you know, it was, it was given an absolute howling last start. As soon as Blasiowski went past her, it just gave up. That is the horse that won since that... Um, Mornington, sorry, that's the one that led all the way and actually got given a perfect ride. Just let, just go for it, and it's smart when they do that. Um, quickly, William Thomas is one of my bets of the day here. I think it's the most talented sprinter going around at the moment. I'll be saving on Malibu style. It's second to the Wangoom and second to Bandapur. You don't get much better form at this stage. I think um, Jungle Edge is just a number at the moment, unless it's, unless it's a heavy track and. I think we're going to have a soft five, so uh, I'm pretty keen to be jumping on board. Okay. All right. Race cool. number four, 1,200 metres, three-year-old open handicap. All right, so we have Akadine at uh, $8. Uh, we have Morrissey at four eighty. dollars uh, $9, whenever, wherever at 8 Beers with Clinton, four twenty, And that's about it. Double figures of race. Yeah, last time we were from Madrid, was the favourite, and now scratched, so... He's now with Cruscatine as well, so mm. take note of where he winds up there, punters. But uh, this is a pretty busy sort of map. I think Morris is probably going to be right there from barrier three. Ben Hercules can come across from nine. The great Bratsky can come across. Just remember, drawn wide. Smarter listen, drawn 14. Uh, beers with Clint more than exceed. There's a lot of horses here who could push forward or take sits. This is a um, pretty tricky sort of map to get a real good guide on. I think if you're liking a horse here, I'd be looking to back him quite anxiously at Boom. Makes a lot of sense. Um, do you want me to take it to start with? Yeah, you can. Yeah. Um, I kind of have two horses here that I think are the likely chances. Look, I see a lack of speed in this. Like uh, you're, you're trying to figure out who's going to lead here. And I think Morrissey's just going to pop out the front and be the leader. It wasn't suited down the straight last start. Forget it went around. Two back at Caulfield, it was probably one of the worst paraders on the day. You'll remember that, Nico. I'm pretty sure if you were there. I wasn't there, but I watched um, the replay and I could imagine why. Like he, he sweated up real bad. Yeah. He's a horse I sort of fell a lack against Columbus Circle, mm. and 
that he's a bit mad in the mounting cup. I think it's just him. Yeah. Like he sweats. Um, yeah, I wouldn't be looking too much into Ray Perez. There was a bit more to come from the yard, so I'm thinking this horse still has a bit more upside to come from it. I think from just getting an easy lead, it's going to be the one to run down at 200. Uh, Voilier is probably the most likely to do that, but geez, it's going to be ridden negatively again. It's got no early speed. It probably maps okay, and it's a massive black booker. It's just a. It's in that vertus on Saturday, the froggy wall tactics of yeah. the last one, Sean X. Oh, yeah. That being said, when, when you looked at that race, there was a distinct lack of tempo. Yeah. So it's not a, not a surprise that that happened. Yeah. Um, and Academ, I would say, look, it went very close three back at Caulfield if it runs up to that. Yeah. It's the one um, here. That, that race, uh, that was the one that uh, William Thomas... Exactly, yeah. Right? And, and that was... It loomed as a winner. Really I thought he was going to win probably about the 150 yeah. Academ. And That's right. I, I followed Academ the last two starts mm-hmm. since then. Um, I've been a little bit disappointed that um, he's sticking with. Well, I'm saying if it stands out in the yard, I'm... I'm yeah. I can see him being back from that goal. It's like he's oh, coming definitely. out fast race at Flemington last start and he's on the seven-day back up. Well, they're very backed in and I thought it was about nines, tens last night, so... Maybe a bit rushy. Yeah, good point. So I guess they, they could be a couple of horses that just prefer a bend um, being caught out of Flemington last. Definitely. Yeah, sure. Um, the, the thing that I'm keen on, it's, a, it's another rough here. It's um, right, right down the bottom, just remember this. Sure. Um, so um, it's $18 in betting at the moment. Um, it's still amazing, but, um, but it showed a lot of promise in its uh, first prep. Um, it was a length second to Amphitrite on, on to build it. Um, I think it was sale that day. Um, and then since then, it ran a place uh, Flemington behind Final Choice and Fleur Roche. Um, so I, I think it's um, it, it might have sort of gone amiss uh, a little bit later in its um, in its first prep. But um, I haven't seen any, any jump outs from it just yet. But I think it's a horse that um, might have a, a, a bit of ability. Um, so I'm, I'm keen to have a throw at the stumps at 18 bucks. I might have to flick you the trial report there, Pete. Okay, is it? <laughs> Someone um, entries now, they're very sneaky. They're very sneaky. Mm. Camp. They can try and hide things. Um, yep. Sometimes it's a bit of a hard camp to get a guide on. So if there's any small late money or this horse is holding its price, uh, I can see in a race like this where there's like a lot of these horses are tied in through the um, like not enough effort race down the straight at Flemington, even the start, even the race before that, he won at Soundown. Like a lot of these horses have that form line. Morrissey doesn't really. Um, I can see where you're sort of coming from with him, Drew. The positive jockey change for mine is huge. Liam Reardon for Craig Williams. Yeah. Like Willow is probably the most informed jockey in the country at the moment. He's absolutely flying. Um, if he can dictate the race from out in front, he's going to be very hard to beat. I thought where, where, whenever, wherever was an impressive winner on debut at Benalla, SP $1.40, Marco Sinui had a lot of talent, SP 230 his last run at Wangaratta. Wasn't as impressive, but it is a tough ask, you know, going to, um, you know, 64 class one grade, carrying 60 kilos and coming out and to win um, yeah. with the inexperienced horses. I think he's on the way up. Patrick Payne say, well, they just have to be respected. Uh, especially with these connections. Well, they're airborne at the moment, and even this year, they're actually returning 90% ROI for the last 12 months. He is a freak, Patrick Payne. Last 50 runners, 10 winners. Take that every day. Yeah, if they didn't have such negative tactics, I think he'd win a lot more races, um, especially in Melbourne. Anyway, 
I've not turned the tide. Might be a bit of value here. Got up and beat Trilly last start, who looked home for money for all the Do we have to mention that? Oh, oh. just rub it in again. Um, beat home General Short, come out and won at sale pretty effortlessly. The run prior was first up. You had to mention that one as well. Yeah, just a little <laughs> pump up there for any punters that listen to a bit of a preview. But uh, his run prior in that not enough effort race, and as I said, he was first up. I don't think it was a thousand metre horse. And, he looked a bit sort of disappointed to the 200 metre mark and then he picked up and he got going again late. His best forms around uh, Beauty, Fine Dane, like he wasn't too far off Patrol. I thought at $18, Dwayne Dunn is a bit more positive from the barrier, or $16, sorry. Um, he was one I was happy to be with at that price in a pretty sort of open place. So um, him and Gwen never wherever for me. That's yeah. a lot of sense to me. Uh, we'll move on to race number five. It is a 2,100 metre open handicap. All right, so we have uh, Pacadali, the, the top weight um, uh, favourite in this race at uh, $2.40, Lamborghini at $10, uh, Willy Willy 11, uh, Beau Balmain at 480, we have Thundercloud at 450, and Luca Bell at 11. Yeah, a lack of tempo in this race again. Um, just the punting form maps low here. Uh, Hummelwood can probably go forward. I thought they'd been doing with him his last <coughs> few runs. Willie Lee will be thereabouts. I doubt Pacadali spun all day. Maybe Bo Balmain. They try to run a bit more positive and get on the back of Pacadali. Darabad be forward. Yeah, Darabad should be thereabouts. Whether they want to you know, push forward and lead like they did in the jumps racing, I don't know. Thundercloud probably holds his spot from two, but yeah, interesting sort of race here. I've actually got sense with um, with two favourites in the race, Pacadali and Thundercloud. Um, I, don't, I don't want to be on either of them at the, at the current price. So so Pacadali, you know, what's it carrying? 60, 61 and a half for the, the claim. Um, look, and, and the other thing, Thundercloud, um, I thought it was quite disappointing last start and it was the, the race where Luca Bell sort of came over the top and yeah, you're, getting, you're getting $11 about Luca Bell. I don't know it's back in, back in weight, but Thundercat looks like he's nearly in the prep. Thundercat. Thundercat, yeah, maybe. So, so I'm going to go out wide again. No, it looks like I'm throwing darts here, but um, nothing wrong with throwing darts. Yeah, well, looking for a bit of value at least, anyway. But um, yeah, I think Luca Bell's a bet. Um, I think it was it was a little bit of support late. I noticed on on, on bet there um, last start, it was mm. sort of in from thirties into into around twenties, and it sort of went. Swim was it was quite impressive, I thought. So, so I think it's a, it's a bit bet for me. And the, the other, well, I think the key to Luca Bell was the soft track. Like you look at yep. all of his wins on soft yep. tracks. Apart from that, like he remember he raced through the summer on a few good tracks and went like terrible. I remember when he won his maiden at Cranbourne, like leg of the straight that day was a soft track. Last start was a soft track. Track of trip as well. So it's the German breeding of Lucas Kranich coming through and through right there. Yeah. So I, like. I'd just be penning his good track runs and just taking off his sophomore. His sophomore was riding the race. Yeah. Um, the other runner at odds that, um, that I think might improve second up is Lamborghini. Um, I think if you're, you're getting double figures about it, it's it, it's a bet for me as well. I think it's probably got a little bit of a um, yeah, got a bit of class on its side. Lamborghini. I, I think it might be um, might be in in this race. I don't think it's an overly um, um, strong race. So. Yeah, it was a bit of a hidden run last start, sectionally. Like, he used to align pretty well. No, he probably... He had a few favours being down the weights and that, but um, 
Yeah, although you may not beat Great Lakes like second last, really means there's a duck egg on the form line. Like it, it wasn't as bad a run once you sort of dive into it a bit more. Yeah, and it's it's getting up to the right trip now as well. It's um yeah, up over twenty one hundred. Yeah, it's got to improve just yeah. how much, whether it's enough to win this race or not. Yeah. Not too sure, but um uh, you're getting value about it anyhow. Um, Belbo Main, not ready here, I'll take it on. Thundercloud is a non-winner. It's a cat. <laughs> um, it can only win off a strong tempo, and I do not have that mapped here, so I am taking it on. Yeah, uh, will it sorry. sounds like it's um, going to be the lay of the day. It is. It is lay of the day. <laughs> Thundercloud, no doubt about it. I can't lay Belbo Main. I'm taking it on in the race, but I couldn't Play lay it. Why pack a morale? Um, yes, I do like Pacadali here. Um, Tio is worth lengths for this horse I think his claim is just so useful like in this type of race especially where I can count out most of the runners I know he's going to give it a good ride he's going to get the right spot the horse last start ran its worst data number of its last four runs when it won because it was not overly strongly run so that gives me the confidence in a race where I don't see the tempo that this horse can still run a really good race and win if there's no tempo on. So I, it's a versatile horse for me. The other one I like kind of at odds is Willy Willy. Um, ignore last start. Its previous best is more than good enough to measure up here. So uh, it, playing in the race, I'll be on Pacadali and a little bit on Willy Willy. Yep. Um, yeah, I thought it might be Pac Morale time again. He looks mm. very hard to beat here in his last two runs. His last run against Lava Free was just way too good. Like, Teo gave him a pretty good ride, but he came away and won very well. He's a horse, once he finds form, he just holds it. Um, even when he was with Weary, he just kept sort of putting the picket fence together. Yeah. <coughs> Similar sort of training setup he's got going on now to what he was at Warnable. So, I would imagine um, that they could keep this horse up and going, and he'll be very, very hard to beat, just the way this race shapes up for him. The, maybe a bit of a hidden runner on the backup is Mawani Machine. Mm. Um, going to that Dr. Drill race last week where Dr. Drill, once he found that position and the way the race was running, it was probably like a dollar ten chance, really. Yeah. They were just never going to beat him. This horse had to improve his speed by like 30 lengths through the mid-race. So yeah. beaten eight lengths, but the run wasn't as bad as it looked. On the backup, I could see him sort of Filling a hole here, even if he does have to get back and run on, even if there is a bit of a, um, a bias or an advantage to be on speed, like sometimes in the staying races, it's a bit irrelevant because you're going to go over a bit longer journey. But I haven't mind him from the mounting yard, so he's one I'll have a bit of a spec on sort of each way at four ends. But Pacadali, uh, 240, very respectable, happy to back. I'll just quickly say, my whiting machine, I think. This horse has measured up on every type of track in the past, so the soft track's no worry for it, you know. It's, it's, a, it's a great, the old, uh, <laughs> the old grades get through the way. They do. Um, 2,000 metres is where it ran its best second just beaten at Leopardstown in 145k race. So it's been running around overseas for decent money, which 145k you very rarely over find there. over there. Um, and, you know, it, it ran... Four lengths beaten fourth in in much harder company. So, what it did overseas, if it can repeat that, it's right in this definitely. I'm happy to spec them at four ends. Yeah. 
on to race number six, we have a 2,100 metre three-year-old handicap. So we're keeping the, the staying ranks going here. Sure, so um, uh, the favourite for the race we have is Dog Panic, the, the top weight there. Um, it's at uh, $3, no, sorry, $3.60. Uh, we have Igniter at $9, uh, American of Paris 12. Uh, we have um, Tysonic at five, uh, Dark Confident at nine, Green Ivy at 8.50. Yeah, Matt, uh, not a lot of early tempo. Igniter can probably lead for barrier three. Lucky Platypus led at Hamilton last start. Maybe they look to roll forward again. Tysonic can be thereabouts. Maybe with horses like the Fighting Fury, Crockett, Green Ivy. Join inside barriers, they look to hold position. Um, Dog Bannock's probably forward at midfield. Mm, not a lot of speed. Is yeah. it, um, where have you got um, Ty Sonic in the, the map there? You? Just probably uh, one or two pairs back. Yeah. So. Because there's no real clear leader in this, is it? It's a no, I think at night I'll probably get the front, but yeah. I don't think it'll be a case of whether they really want it. I think they don't want it, no. But there. they'll get it. I've got the feeling that Dunn may push forward with Dogmatic. I think this stable's smart enough tactically to understand that they can sit on speed and they've got the best horse regardless. Like, if they want to push a little bit of tempo or they just want to run it a little bit faster, they can. Yeah, I think if either him or Tysonic um, did that, I wouldn't be surprised if Tysonic turned the tables on Dogmatic if they mm -hmm. were uh, sort of more positive than Dogmatic just giving it a start. Yeah, agree, agree there. And I think like Dogmatic did get... Um, get the ride of the race last start against it and it sort of now meets it um, I think it's five kilos worse off in the in the weights yeah so um, SP 10, 10 bucks and Tysonic was really favourite started $15 in a Ballarat BM64 when we backed it two runs back I can't believe it. it's $3.80 now in a three year old open handicap on a Saturday yeah his last run was it was dominant like it was a good win yeah. but he had a lot of twinge in his favour like Tysonic can probably turn the tables on to the eye, it was the most dominant win on the day, I'd say. Like, it was... The horse was winning at the 400. Nothing Did the data was, back it up, though? Uh, the data does back it up. It was a... I'm going to say almost group class performance. on, And it wasn't even pushed out. Like, it wasn't being asked from the 600, you know? Okay. So it's got a bit more... I'm, I'm just scared of the data turnaround. Like, can it repeat that? Like, you very... Very often, you'll see something, and this is especially with SPs here, right? So this is where I think SPs are extremely important. This thing started double figures. Yeah. Now, you're expecting me to take $3, $3.80, whatever it is, in a race that's as hard, based on it having a massive variant starter spike. It's very rare that they will repeat that in the next start. There'll normally be a bit of regression. So if there is regression there, especially if they run it slowly, like it may just have a couple that go past it. So I'm very scared of the regression factor here. Yeah, I can see why. Well, I sort of feel that um, Tysonic's been knocking on the door for a little while now. It sort of had excuses in a couple of runs uh, prior to that, that race at Caulfield as well. And um, uh, so I think, you know, from Barry 10 for, for Tysonic, if, if, it's, um, if it is ridden positive, it actually goes to the lead and um, um, it's, it's not going to have much pressure up there. He's you know, not a whole lot of speed in the race. Um, I think it can turn, turn the tables on Dogmatic. It's, it's the one that I love anyway. So we're going to do Case Bet Cup here, which will give our best outsider in the race so that we don't have to spend a massive amount of time on them. I am 
biased, I'm loyal. I lost $500 on the horse at the Swan Hill Carnival. Um, taking on a very good potential group one horse. Potential star, not of use. They've gone 12 lengths slow there, so it was never going to win, but I'm, I'm taking Crockett in the case bet cup. It looks like it'll be suited to 2,000 metres. But no speed again, that's the massive issue. But it, the horse won't be running last, and I think it'll be running into it late. I think I could take the horse that could run last here. He's a complete outsider of a few, but gee, I don't think he should be $61 to fight in Fury. He was beaten 10 lengths last start in that dogmatic price winning race, but he was given a tough task down the back. Like They slowed the tempo up a bit, and he, Zach Spain sort of um, rolled the dice, rolled forward, and you look at his splits just down the back there. He was doing a lot of work just to get into the race because it looked like they kind of sat up a bit and said, gee, like they're not rolling along too much here. And then once he went, they got going again. So he was out sort of five, four wide, doing a lot of work. Um, I think that run was a forgive one. His run prior was solid behind the Clares Moore. And then... I think the run prior is the massive point that you want to make here because he, he was rolled forward. rolled forward, which they can do here. You look at the horses out of that, or seen... Really good horse. Vow and Declare's run second in a group one. Could have almost got it on protest. Mm -hmm. And predecessor, who's what single figures or almost single figures here, ran, you know, just a little bit in front. So I think from the barrier they could probably get more forward than they did last start. He just looks a big price to me at sixty one dollars. Like he's a horse who if you walked into the mounting yard and you just looked at him purely on pipes, you'd probably mark this horse close to favourite. Like he's yeah. never delivered off what he's sort of looks has been, but yeah, um, $61 looks a big price, and the other one was predecessor at 16s, forgive last start, got into a bit of a meat sandwich in the middle of the field, just getting bumped around, he looks a bit of a sort of weak conveyance, and that probably wouldn't have helped him, um, he's a bit sort of raw still, still learning what it's all about, his run prior would be favourite here, so $61 Absolutely, yeah, it's quite yeah. are you taking predecessor in the case bet cup? I'll take a fighting fury, but <laughs> alright, good yeah. So, so I, was about to, I was about to claim predecessor. There you so go. You can have, <laughs> you can have predecessor then. Yeah, so we've, yeah, we've covered the case for um, Yeah, I yeah, agree, agree with what, um, what Nico mentioned there. And yeah, it's runs part of that. Um, great line, Richwood Drive. Um, yeah. yeah. So I, I think yeah, if you can put a line through its last start. And it's Mark Zara. Yeah. On to race number seven. Now this is a... 1,600 metre BM78 race. Just to have there with me one second. Oh, <laughs> here we go. Oh, we've, we've got him flustered with the case back up. That's right. <laughs> I actually didn't have anything prepared, so that's how it worked out. Um, so over 1,600, we've got um, Hypnos, uh, the top weight at $9. Uh, we have uh, Mr. Reckless at, at $9. Uh, we have uh, Handsome Turn, uh, $9.50. We have Street Shake at uh, 480, Air to the Throne at 750, uh, Royal Thunder at $10, uh, Foamy or Fanini? I've heard it pronounced a couple of ways. I say Foamy. Surely it's Foamy. Yeah. Um, so 850. Fanini, aren't they? Fanini, boy. 850, uh, Ballet Master is the first emergency at $10, and that's about all that are in the betting. Another race where few horses drawn by barriers can probably roll forward. Snip fits probably a leader from barrier 18. I don't know if I have many other options. Uh, Trade my friend can roll forward, Royal Thunder, Legali, Handsome Return, North Africa, Hexels and Ballet Master all have speed and can use it. 
I would be thinking if there is a bit of an advantage to be on speed on this day, maybe the tempo of this race looks quite fast mm. on paper. Maybe horses back in the field, um, if they don't string them along, string them out too much, maybe they could run on a bit here, given that the tempo would probably suit them more than compared to other races. Compared to the other like 1600 meter race in the day, like Simon Moore, it doesn't look like they're going to be going too quick there compared to a race like this. Well, that's why you've got a favourite in Street Sheep who's going to sit out the back. Yeah, Brand New One, it's interesting what they do there. Like, um, written his last five starts, I think he's nearly been written his whole career by Billy Egan. Mm. Um, I think Michelle Payne already one start and Nathan Hutch. Now Damien Oliver jumps on. It's a massive turnaround. After a win last start where he's been in the placings nearly most of his career and struggled to win, got the win. Um, he won pretty effortlessly last start. I could see Ollie being very proactive here and putting this horse, like he could be another one that kicks up from day one. Like mm. I wouldn't be shocked if this horse landed in the box seat with mm. the way the track's playing and you've got to be there about. In play, you're just jumping on there, aren't you? Yeah, well, he's the most interesting runner in this race. Like if he did land there, I'd be interested in him, although he is a bit of a cat, but maybe that win last start, he can progress from that. He's probably your starting point in the race, even though the barrier's tricky. Um, this is kind of a deep race. I was with Mr. Reckless out of that Silent War race. It was just a tough race for a horse back in the field to be making ground. He drifted on the day. Um, it was 4.20 to 7s. I thought there was improvement there from the yard. Um, if he could be running on on the day, I think he could be right in the finish here. Look, say 10 bells, he might get, you know, say 15s late on the fair maybe, especially if the the on-speed horses look to be advantage. I'd have something on him, but apart from that, tricky race. Yeah, I found an absolute lottery as well. Um, I think if I'm if I'm on anything here, it's um, street sheep for you know the reasons that, that Matteo's mentioned. Um, but um, to me, it's it's not something I'm overly enthusiastic about getting on board. Yeah, makes sense. Box of chocolates. Horrible last start. It was a really good black booker at Flemington. Probably better suited by Hillside than Lakeside. So I'm probably still taking it on here. Um, you got the likes of Bag Raider who wants it dry is what they're saying in the stewards report from last start. But I think it'll be dry enough. The horses, you know, delivered on a soft track over in France. So This one wasn't dissimilar to um, Mr. Reckless. So. Yeah. And it's one of those it's one of those races where we're saying we think you can kind of forgive that, so it's in my numbers. Um, I think there'll be a fair amount of speed on here, which brings old mate Hypnos into the race. Um, ran second in a Group One over in New Zealand, over sixteen hundred meters behind Madison County, who then delivered over here and measured up in Group Class. I thought it was fairly disappointing last start, but once again on happened on that day I don't think tough, it ever tough race for him too yeah I don't think it ever had a chance 1600 metres soft fives perfect this is where you're going to get your money from this horse if it's ever going to win out here okay on to race number 8 1600 metres handicap we have Mr Marathon Man at, at $9 Odeon at 650 El Galayal at 550 we have Waging War at 380 Phelps Choice twelve dollars, Spanner Head seven fifty, uh, El Passen thirteen dollars. That's about it. 
Yeah, Mappy, um, Al Hassan probably was forward, Odin and Mr. Malcolm Man probably come across from 12 and 14. Spanner had thereabouts. Major Moore and Al Galileo will probably look to get in from their wider barriers, and I think they'll have opportunities to given you know, affiliates also from inside barriers. May not look to use them that much. I think they can probably slot in one off. Maybe Waging War has the potential to be stuck three wide as your favourite three dollars eighty. So expecting a lot of speed on? Not heaps, but they could like they could roll on it. I would expect them to sort of go benchmark or above. I don't think they're gonna go mad out the side. Fair enough. Um, I'll take this one up to start with. Um, Odeon last up, they gapped them. Just gets beaten by one or two good, who I would say ran its race in the yard at Swan Hill, so I would forgive its run there. Goes well soft tracks, two got a kilogram claimer, someone to beat. Mr. Marathon Man will improve third up, up to 1600, soft track. Barry's the only issue for it. Waging War, it's a horse that I can probably never find from the yard, always gets very fiery. Um, one last start and a lot easier at Morfittville. It's like a, a chance. Like a slight knock on him, like, yes, he runs well when he comes into Victoria, mm. but he doesn't win. Oh, I agree on that. Well, the, the only time I remember him winning was when I was getting him, like, a zero mark from the yard when I was doing a free uh, Twitter thing last year in January, I want to say, for, for promoting the mailbag. And, um, yeah, he absolutely shat in that day. So like most, I remember that, you know, Most of his form is in Adelaide, which is some concern for mine he he's probably not a bad sort of starting point in the race so i was kind of happy enough to be against him there's a few um, progressive imports in this race with regard to bigger and better things insta irma insta irma probably not the same boat as like an al galileo who mm. went to the graves last preparation really sort of uh, ran well in a lot of races i haven't seen the trial he, he actually hasn't trialed about it for a fact so don't know how like he'll be fit, whether he's right there, ready to go first up, yeah. is probably my concern and just sort of the things I've been hearing. So he can still win this race though, like he could just win this on class, but I think they'll maybe look for a deeper in the prep with him. Odin was good last up. Um, I thought Mr. Marathon Man was probably the horse to beat, but he's jumped out very well leading into this preparation, went to Warnham and the Long Doom, got too far back. Last yeah. up, more positive ride. He was thereabouts in the finish. I think you can turn the table on Spannerhead and those horses out of that race, out to the mile, and probably rolling forward from barrier 14 with Damien Oliver on. He was probably um, my starting point in the race, and horse I was happy to back each way. I think he can definitely fill a hole. And I wouldn't be shocked if the Statesman ran into a first four or something of the like. Makes sense to me. So I'm with you with uh, Odin. Yeah. That, um, and I know it hasn't, hasn't won for a long time, but... Um, but here it gets its chance, so I think this is about... This, about this track could be leaderish by this stage as well. Now, if you've come off two staying races and leaders and nothing's made ground, the Odeon's extremely hard to beat here. Yeah, gee, the, the job change has been a huge positive, though. I agree on that, but... Craig's just there. Uh, there's one thing she does well. Drives front runners. Yeah, yeah front, front runners. runners. Yeah. She does it extremely well. Yeah, and I think getting back to a softer surface, like I know... So it was good for, but you know, the sting was out and it just showed a little bit, bit of improvement. Um, sort of gave away weight that day and was run down by Tom Margo. But um, uh, I, think it's, I think it's found a, a winnable race here. Um, that's the thing I'll end up. 
Perfect. And on to the... So I'd just quickly say Insta Ermer, I think I'd be probably backing it to place rather than the win if on it here because um, it's hard to turn that around on Odium. Uh, the last race of the day, 1,400 metres, three-year-old handicap. Uh, we have Asgard Masip at 5.50. Um, we have joint favourites, Buffalo River at 3.80, along with uh, Fabric. Um, we have Sizzle Me at $10, and Shimano Lass at 9.50. Yeah, Mappy, Asgard Masip, probably comes across from Barrier 13. Buffalo River looks a pretty sort of fierce, um, free-rolling horse who, from my eye at Ballarat, didn't look like he wanted anything to take him on, so I would imagine he could probably lead Asgard Massif. Um, apart from those two, like Gennady can probably roll forward, our Campana roll forward, probably PR blast, but maybe they sit from 11. Uh, I could see this race being dominated by Buffalo River and Asgard Massif. They look the two for me. Um, better the day, Asgard Massif. Yeah, look, goes up in weight, but TO on board, 55, no issues there. The dart out of last start at Caulfield was sensational. Persuader's being well supported here, and I think the horse has it covered. Um, look, realistically, TO will just get the job done here. If The only way I'm not going to be backing it is if there's, you know, some negative to being on speed this late. I think Fabric and Shamal Lass are both progressive horses, but they have to improve significantly data-wise to match what Asgard has done. Please, Swan please send Shamal Lass to Geelong. I'm trying to Yeah, well, you'd be hoping for that. Um, Sizzle Me is the main data horse that ever runs up to its best, but I think it can probably match Asgard Massif. But yeah, Asgard Massif at the price is extremely backable each way and better the day for mine. Yep. Completely agree with uh, with Sizzle Me with this one. It's um it's the thing that I want to be on. It's um I find it actually quite an open race, and and to get double figures on Sizzle Me, I reckon is a, a pretty good price. Um, I don't mind horses dropping back um, back in distance at, at this time of year, um, and you know it does have a fourteen hundred metre placing to uh, Vacillator at Flemington uh, to go with that. Yeah. As well, so yeah, look, I, I think um, it, it's a bet for mine, but it's a pretty open race. Yeah, like the way I sort of map the race, I sort of um, look to gap a few, like Fabric, I sort of gap her a bit harder, just the way the map sort of um, should pan out. I thought with a positive parade and a very aggressive ride from Damien Oliver, which he did last start, I thought Buffalo River would be very hard to beat. And this horse paraded in a manner which I would you know, like to see, and other many other judges found him, say if Dico found him on top, I'd be very happy to have a a good bet of this horse. He just looks uh, very talented. I don't think he's coming up against anything that sort of, um, like he wasn't coming up against no stars here. Like these are off season horses realistically. Like Asgard yeah. Massif's consistent, but I think he could probably get the better of him, especially if he, if Ollie dictates to Teo and leads, which I could see happening. Um, Teo looking to take a sit, um, just with the senior jockey, as I said, maybe dictating to him. It was off the map first up at Ballarat. His sections down the back were very fast. Um, I think he can sustain a gallop and probably put an acid test to the rest of the horses and be very hard to catch. Shamal last knocked up last start. Oh, not knocked up. She sort of, um, if you're watching replays, it was a sign of a horse that didn't handle the ground, moved into the race like it was going to win. Damien Oliver sort of was sitting there and then he let her go and there was just nothing there. Yeah. I think back to the soft track is going to be a big tick with her. Um, very happy to back her if she goes to Geelong. She looks very hard to beat it there. Like what, what price do you think it would be? Uh, I think she was like five bucks at Geelong. Right. Three or four bucks. So yeah. 
she'll be very hard to beat if she heads that way and that tracks a heavy 10 so she'll love that um, yeah that was sort of the two for mine but all things you know if I can get a positive push with Buffalo River I think he'll be a strong bet for one of the day perfect well good work guys let's get our best bet best value and lay of the card I will start first and I'm going to do something a little bit different because I actually don't have a value on the card. So I'm just going to put it out there and say I'm more than happy to bet double figures whenever I find a value bet. Nico will know from the Wednesday podcast I put something out at 17 dollars $4.50. It's running third. Um, I was too strong for your way there. You were. <laughs> it was looking good. Traded $1.92 on Betfair, so I got a little bit out of the win market at $2.24. Mine was looming. I didn't know if it was going to get there. Yeah. But I cannot tip you on. I can't. I can't force a bet here. So, best bet Asgard Massif. You get an each way odds. I think it's just you. You play it two by four kind of thing. So one by two, I guess. Um, next best is William Thomas with a save on Malibu style. Um, I I have those as the main two in the market. I'm very keen to play around everything else. And lay of the day, no surprise. Race five, Thundercloud. Um, so my best bet of the day in race six, Tysonic. Um, the uh, best roughing on the card I have in, in race four, uh, just remember this, and the lay of the day, the same as you, Thundercloud. Uh, best bet, race two, number two, Silent Roar. Uh, next best, probably Pakadawi in race number five, horse number one, Buffalo River. I'll be playing, or Buffalo River in the last, race nine, number three, I'll be playing those three is probably my primary bets on the day. I don't think it's a big day for value. Um, We're going head to head. Yeah, we are. Ooh, I like it. Um, turn the tides, probably value in race four, number 12. And a fighting fury, race six, number seven. It shouldn't be $61, given the strength. $61. And probably Betfair SP will be 100 plus if no one follows in on our information here. Let's, let's hope not with that one. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, don't bet it early, punters, and maybe maybe don't put it in bet for SP because we're going to be nabbing it. <laughs> well, looking forward to Sandown on Saturday. I'll be out there. You'll be on course probably doing your thing. Yeah, I'll be on course. You'll probably be in uh, here managing all the accounts, mate. Not at all, mate. So I'll just be having a punt from home. I think it's a good good day to stay inside. I and, think uh, that's the best way to yeah. do it. <laughs> Smart yeah, way to play it. Yep. Well, go well, guys, and thanks very much for being on. All right. Best of luck, guys. Good luck, punters.